Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. But anyways, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Good, good, good. Man, I was thinking about it, and I know most of you guys don't have Facebook, but there's this like feature on Facebook, right, that allows you to kind of see what happened on like this day, two years ago, four years ago, eight years ago, in my case, because I'm getting a little bit older, 10 years ago, and I'm laughing because uh, somebody in the spot just got their driver's license, and I was looking... And my aunt had shared the day that I had posted on Facebook, like my junior year of high school. Hey, guys, got my L's. And it was funny because I said L's in front of Josiah yesterday. And he's like, my what? I'm like, please, Jesus. But it's funny, man. Like, as time goes along, you kind of forget certain things. You forget certain things happen. Like, for those of you guys that are kind of relatively new, the church wasn't always like this. Like, the church used to be, like, just the sanctuary, basically, this way. That, like, that was the church. And, and the, the sanctuary faced the other way, and the walls were different. We didn't really have lights. Like, believe it or not, those were the same three lights that were on the stage at the old sanctuary. Like, it's crazy of how much a transformation this building has become. And, like, a lot of the guys put a lot of hard work into this building. Can we give it up for our strong men and women? That sacrifice her time to build it. But let me tell y'all something, man. I feel like, and maybe I'm just talking about myself, and I know I'm not supposed to use this platform talking about myself, right? But I just have to say this. Like, after months and months and months of building and, and, and doing framing and doing drywall and painting a little bit and learning how to do floors, I think I can build a house. I'm just saying... It's like a life dream of mine. Like one day, like I don't just want to buy a house. Like I'm praying that maybe God blesses me one day to get some land to be able to build a house. Nah, not a tiny house. I mean like a dream house. You know what I'm saying? Anybody want to dream? Anybody have like a dream house? You know what I'm saying? A house that they want to see one day. You know, future family. Maybe a house like a like a compound. Like we said goodbye to, uh, not goodbye, but see you later to uh, Sabrina Cherub. Their family's new house is about to be crazy, like super crazy out in Texas. But I'm convinced that I can build a house. And I know that seems kind of far-fetched. And I know I might be uh, taking on a little bit more than I I can handle. And I get that, right? But there's something that regardless of your experience building things or your experience putting things together, there's something that we're all building regardless of our lives, regardless of our background, something that we're all building within ourselves. We're building the people that we're becoming. We're building our lives on something. And when it comes to building these things, you don't just want to build on something that's going to be here to get today and gone tomorrow. You want to make sure that your foundation is set. Now, I know the sanctuary and some of the church, like if you're walking in a certain part of the church, you might kind of trip over a bumper a little bit a little bit or something like that, but, but rest assured that this foundation is sure. Like, the people in Susun City had to come and make sure everything was set and the foundation was set in order for something to be built. And just like in the, in the physical world, it's the same thing in the spiritual world, is that you don't want to be spiritually building yourself on something that isn't stable. 
You don't want to be spiritually building something that's going to be good today and kind of washed away tomorrow. You don't want to be building your life, the, the, the thing that you live upon, on something that is going to be washed away when times get tough. To get washed away when the unexpected shows up. To get washed away when things get hard. Today, and maybe over the next couple of weeks, you know, Lord, Lord willing, is we're going to talk about a life worth building. And we're going to start off with talking about the foundation. Look at your neighbor and say the foundation. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. This is a very short passage that we're going to go over. I promise, listen, cross my heart, not hope to die. But I promise the message won't be long. We got about three to six verses to go through. We'll be quick. So what I need you all to do is open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. If you don't have your Bible, kind of peek over. I know it's it's still kind of weird because people are still wearing masks. Kind of peek over. If you can't really peek over, we got it up on the board. But I encourage you guys, make sure that you get a physical Bible, the Bible app, blueletterbible.com, Bible Gateway. They probably got a Bible.com. Just get the Bible that you can have access to, amen? Read your Bible. That's an early cut. Matthew chapter 7, starting from verse 24. It reads this. This is Jesus speaking. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house, so there goes building again, like a person who builds a house on, a, on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is, it is built on, a, on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Somebody say a mighty crash. Now, I was digging, trying to find an illustration and like was looking up hurricanes and, and like on storm chasers, YouTube pages and stuff like that. But I had came across this really good video, almost like a spoken word piece that I want you guys to check out real quick. Everybody, everybody's eyes up on the screen. There were two men, each set out to build their home. One built his upon the rocks, while the other did so upon the sand. And then came the storm. There are absolutes. Things that are fixed that no matter how much we may want to move them, will always remain. Jesus said anyone who hears his words and does them will have his life built upon the rock. But to not do them is to live upon the sand. Rock or sand? You see, the ocean is immense, completely vast, pulled by forces beyond man's control, and therefore, it demands respect. You see, it doesn't know you, and it doesn't care about you. It can't. The ocean is an unyielding force. You've been to it. And much like the tides of the ocean, each wave of our culture is a voice washing over the known ideas and fixed points of the world around us. This energy, this force, presses on as each new generation takes the place of the last. And the sands that we've come to identify with shift. The waves move the sand. 
culture changes and we're told that there is no God and you are an accident. There's no right or wrong way. You make your own truth. On these sands, even established scientific facts like gender are shifting. From here, fame and popularity become more important than kindness and virtue. The lines of good and evil are blurred. Compliance to these ideas is demanded and the rock, the rock is hated. You see, culture will mold you and society will shape you. It will forcibly bend you to its will as long as you remain on the shore. And today, we haven't just built homes on the sand. No, we've built kingdoms and countries upon it. More and more have left the rock to enjoy the temporary pleasures of the shore, unaware that nothing will withstand the tide. Make no mistake, the tide is rising. These sands will move. Don't let yourself be drawn out to sea, but rather find the rock. Without a foundation, without a guide, and without rules, we know a society breaks down. See, we've been taught to look at the teachings of Jesus as something to block us from pleasure and enjoyment, when in reality, it was put there to build our life upon, to protect us. The world always calls to us, but it never wants us to leave. And yes, I fully engage society, but my home is on the rock. The water is already rising. We're living in a world gone mad, and no one has the answers. When the floods come, something always has to give. Either the waves will break you, or the rock will break the waves. There's only one who can save us. He's the one who walked on water through the storm to save those who believed in him. When Peter began to sink under the waves, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus, with compassion in his eyes, pulls Peter from the water. He holds his hand to you. There's no condemnation. He's not mad. He just wants to save you pull you to the rock. As a videographer, that was fire. But very powerful message, right? That was like, I had, like I said, I had an idea of showing houses being torn away by hurricanes and storms and different things like that, but praise God that we have godly content creators that are putting stuff out like this so we can better grasp the Word of God. Now, I got two questions to ask you guys, and I'll get out of your way. The, the, the way that, that he, and I know he's like super like, in the wind and the waves, and the, like I, I get that, but don't, don't miss out on the message where, where, where what he was speaking was truth. When it comes to the world's culture, it changes each and every day. What is considered truth isn't objective. There is no standard for truth. There is no standard for love. There really has become no standard in the world's eyes for what is a man and what is a woman, and things continue to change. But we have to come to reality like, like our minister of music, Atira, had said on Sunday. If you missed that message, go and listen to it. But at some point, if we don't have a standard of truth, if we don't have a standard at all, we're going to eventually paint ourselves into a corner to the point where nothing is going to have meaning. This is the reason why the word of God, this is the reason why Jesus spoke of himself as the truth, as the life. The reason why the word says that God is love because he is the standard. And in a world where, where, where culture and, and subjective truth and my truth and your truth and whoever's truth changes each and every day and we call ourselves tolerating each other and losing, and losing our identity in the process, 
We have to stand on the identity, the rock that is God, that is Jesus Christ, that is the truth. So my encouragement to you is as you are going through this life, as you are, 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 you might be in middle school and thinking, well, my relationship really doesn't start till I'm an adult, and that is so far from the truth. That even here and now, that, 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 that Jesus talks a lot about us coming to him like children. Us coming, <laughs> us coming to him without any prior knowledge. Us coming to him without any prior uh, 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 understanding or circumstances. And when we come to him, we give him the full faith that we can give him. Because he's all that we know. So don't think that you're too young. Don't think that just because you're in middle school that you can't have a relationship with God. Don't think that just because you've done a bunch of crazy things that you can't be rescued from the seas and the storm and, and be pulled to safety. So I got two questions for you guys. And, and, and in verse 24 of Matthew chapter 7, in verse 26, in the New Living Translation, it uses two different words, although they're the same Although they're the same in the original language, but I want us to observe something real quick. You can use this question in, in, in any part in life. You guys ready? My first question for you guys is this. Are you hearing or are you just listening? Are you hearing or are you listening? So often, I know it's been some time, and, and, and I know you guys are good students. I know you guys have been showing up for your, your video classes on time and showing up. And for those of you that you were back in school, that you are great students and that you sit up front and as you, as you sit up, and as you pay attention, that you stay awake, and you stay engaged with the message and everything, or engaged with the teaching and everything. But are you just hearing what's coming across, or are you actually listening? How many times, and this is like a little thing that me and Erica say to each other. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever been in, like, an argument with a friend or something like that, and, and they're saying a bunch of stuff, and they might be right, but you're kind of just like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, I heard you, all right. And you didn't hear anything like it went through one ear and went out the other? Because there was no active listening. These are things that we can apply in almost any conversation, in any type of transaction or, 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 or words that are being shared. Like when you're in church, and I'm not just saying because I'm preaching, okay? When you're in church, you should be an active listener. Not because of the person that is on the stage. Not because it might be your favorite preacher or, or, or favorite person teaching that day. But the simple fact that you came to church to receive the truth, and you have to be willing and ready to, to, to receive. Listen, when, when, when you guys are, are super hungry, when you're like starving and haven't eaten anything all day, and you guys have dinner with your family, are you kind of just sitting there like, hmm, I'm hungry, but nah, you're going after it, right? Some of my guys that come to the spot, I know y'all throw down. I've seen y'all eat. When you're hungry for something, when you're trying to fulfill something that you're missing, you're eager and ready to receive what you need to receive. And in that same thing, like I said, it applies to every part of life, not just church, but even in school. Is that, look, I know the teacher might just be like, Rama, Rama, did you turn in your assignment, Rama? I know they might have like that boring voice. And, and God bless them, some teachers can be boring sometimes. They're not great public speakers. But you go to school to learn. Be active and ready to listen. Just because what's being delivered to you might not be your preference doesn't mean that you should deny the truth that's coming from that source. So it's important that rather than you having this attitude or rather than you having this, this, this thing about you, like, oh, here we go again. Miss so-and-so is teaching again. 
I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen, but I'm going I'm to I'm hear what she's saying, but I'm not really going to listen. It's important that when it comes to the word that, that, we, that we aren't just hearing, that we're not just here to show up and hear some good things that kind of tickle our fancy and kind of make us feel better and kind of teach us how to be better people, but we actually have to be listening like, look, God, I, I've come to an understanding that I'm missing something in my life, and I know by showing up to church, by listening to the word of God, that, that I can get that thing that I need, that thing that I'm missing, the thing that I need most, and I can be fulfilled in my life if I operate the thing that you told me to do. It's more than just hearing what's going on. It's more than just you just being in the room. It's more than you just showing up to church. But when you show up to church, uh, when you do your groups, when, when you're in your groups and, and it might seem like it's dry, you have to be in the position to be listening. Because even in that moment, let me share something with you. With a little bit of experience with my relationship with God, sometimes when you're listening at the right time, God will give you the right thing to say for that very moment. Is that we can't be so disconnected in our conversations. We can't be so disconnected when it comes to learning the word of God. We can't be so disconnected when it comes to worshiping that we don't get to have this moment where we don't get to have this experience with God during this moment. Because even in conversation with a friend, God can be with you to talk with that friend. Even in your conversations uh, with the teacher or whoever it may be, the Holy Spirit might give you like, hey, hold up, listen. What they're about to tell you is going to be something that's going to change their, li- change, change their life forever. Is that we can't just be hearers, we have to be listeners. When it comes to the word of God, we can't just be hearers and, and, and know the verses, we have to be listeners. Just hearing a command isn't enough. Being around to hear isn't enough. Our first question is, are you hearing or are you listening? Are you just in the area to kind of hear it and go one through one ear and out the other? Or are you actively listening, waiting, re- uh, willing, ready to receive what you need to supply your life? The second question is this, and this is the last question, is are you just listening or are you doing something about it? Are you just listening or are you doing something about it? Because in James chapter 1, it says this, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. It's like, look. God isn't giving you a commandment. God isn't telling you what to do to rob you of your joy, okay? God isn't giving you a commandment to do something to to keep you from having and living a, a, a good and happy life. That God cares about you so much that sometimes he has to turn you in such a way to lead you in such a way so that you don't end up in a dead situation. That when we hear God's truth, that when we're listening and actively listening in church and, and, and paying attention to what God's word says and we apply it to our lives, that's when we're really on God's foundation. Because many times, listen, there are going to be times in your life where you'll hear God's word, it'll hurt, but, but when you do it, you're more blessed because you would listen to it. I'm not saying that every commandment is easy. I'm not here to tell you that loving your enemy is easy. I'm not here to tell you that loving the person that did you wrong is easy, but it is a command. 
I'm, I'm not here to tell you that, that, that sometimes it might be a little bit easy to judge somebody because they might be a little worse off than you. But the word of God says, judge not, uh, uh, judge not so that you don't be judged with the same uh, intent that you're judging with. That it can be easy to point the finger, but we have to remind ourselves of the goodness and the grace and the mercy that God gives towards us. Because when we receive those truths, when we're actively listening, when we're in church, when we're at home listening to the Annex podcast, when we open up our word and we're hearing and we're listening and we're applying the word to our lives, we'll, 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 we'll live a life worth living. We'll live a life more abundantly. And so many times we, we, we come to this point in our lives where we're thinking, we're frustrated, like, man, why, isn't, why is life going like this? Why are situations happening like this? Why, 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 why do, 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 do bad things have to happen to good people? And you have to recognize that in Matthew chapter 7, it said in verse 25, though the rain comes, it didn't say that because you find yourself on the rock that the rain wouldn't come. It didn't say that just because you decided to choose Jesus that the floods and the rain and the winds wouldn't come. It says, in fact, in verse 25, that though the rain comes in torrents and the, and the floodwaters, floodwaters rise and the wind beats against that house, it won't collapse because it's, but it's built on bedrock. It is built on something that's steady. It is built on something that's immovable. So you can be rest assured you can, you can have your faith in a safe place. You can have your hope in a safe place that when you trust in Jesus, when you trust in the commandments that he's given you, that he's not going to set you up for failure. That it might seem like it's unsure. That it might seem like, God, this, this storm is going to destroy me. Be rest assured that we serve a faithful God that, 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 that is, is holy by standard, that is truth by a standard, that is love by a standard. That, the, that these waves, these culture, the things that the world tries to throw at our young men and women, the, the things that the world tries to throw and put in our ears and our minds and our hearts, it won't be shaken because God is the ultimate truth. God is the ultimate love. God is the ultimate way. It's not just an opinion. It's not just something that we've all kind of come together and agreed upon. But it's the fact that, 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 that God is so good, that, that God is so faithful, that even while we were drowning in the storms, even while we, we chose the sandy, sandy shores over the rock of God, that he still gave us an opportunity to come to safety with him. This, 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 is, this is the goodness of God. That we talked about it two weeks ago, while, that, while we were yet sinners, while we chose ways that changed with the tides, while we chose ways that, 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 that changed each and every day, God was still faithful enough to make a way for us to be safe. God was still faithful enough to make a way for us to have a life on the solid rock. That is Jesus Christ. That listen, that we, 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 we don't choose a life as Christians, uh, a life in which that will change with the tides, that will change with opinions, that will change with current events. That the same God that your grandparents served, the same God that your ancestors served, the same God that your children will serve will be the same God forevermore. That's what we can be rest assured on. That's what we can pass on to our children, our legacy. And as I come to a close, I, I know this is a very, this is going to be a statement that you guys might, might not think about for some years, but I want you guys 
to, to own this for yourself. This is a lesson that I had to learn as a father. Is that I thought that I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of property. I don't have a lot of things to pass on. Uh, maybe a couple of skills, but God, what is it that I have that's worth value that I can pass on to my children as a legacy? What is something that I can pass on that's not going to lose its value? What is something that I can pass on that, 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 that will stand the test of time? We don't got any family jewels. There's no family diamond in the, fa in the butcher family. But one thing that I have that is a legacy to my children and my children's children and things that have been passed on to me is the word and the truth of God. The rock on which we stand on. And I say this to say this, that look, the relationship that you're building with God now is the best thing that you can give the people that go, that go after you. That this legacy that I'm building right now in my life isn't something I just pass on to my children, but that I can pass on to youth. I can pass on to my brothers and sisters. Because this testimony, this, 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 this spiritual house that I'm building that is called JR's life, that, that it speaks to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Not because of the things that I've done, but because God's so good. That he's given me the tools to build my life upon his rock. That he's given me the commandments on how to truly build, a, a, a build something on a firm foundation. How to raise the walls. How to protect my house. How to make sure that I'd I be a better provider. That I'd be a better sacrifice. That I'd be a, a better father and brother and friend. All these things were because of God. All these things because I built my life on his foundation. And the point I'm trying to make as we all stand to our feet is this. Is that the more time that you spend on doing something, the greater possibility that it has to be. That with the guys, ladies, I talk a lot about standing on the shoulders of the people that came before you is that the legacy that I have, the legacy that your leaders have, the legacy of the people that came before you, this faith, it talks about it in Hebrews chapter 11, a great cloud of witnesses, a great cloud of people that place their faith in God in hard situations that we can look back and say, man, look at how good God has been in Jackie's life. Look at how good God has been in, in, in Isaiah's life. Look at how good God has been in Noah's life. Look at how God, good, good God has been in Pastor John's life. You can look, look, you can look over just 2020 and see how good God has been and see how faithful has been, he's been and see how consistent God has been and say, look, if the people that are around me place this, this, this great faith in God, this, this, this solid rock that he claimed to be, that then I have an opportunity that, that maybe I should be the one to try. And I'm, and I'm encouraging you. I'm, 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 I'm pushing you to make that decision. Is that, look, you can try to build your life on your truth. You can try that. You can try to build your life on worldly ideas and wisdom. But it'll fail. You can try to build your life on worldly ideas of relationship. But it'll fail. And you know what's even crazier? The image I got when I was studying 
Do you guys know what sand is? Sand are just pieces of rock. Is that sometimes we should be taking pieces of what God considers good and try to form it in such a way that we can build a life on, and that's not how it works. That either you build your life on the whole rock or not at all. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you formed your own foundation on the principles. But form it on the thing that God has called you to form it on, that is himself. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, we thank you. God, we thank you for being a firm foundation. That we're not going to choose to build our lives on something that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow, be shaken by the world's culture, be shaken by what the world considers love and truth, God, but we will put it on your standard, on your rock, on your truth, on the thing that you have set before us, God. Lord, I pray for each and every person that is under the sound of my voice. That today they choose you. That life, that culture, that the world, that the darkness that surrounds, that surrounds them has been pushing them to and, to and fro, God. But God, I am praying that today they embrace your safety. Today they embrace your protection. For today they embrace the only kind of saving that you can do. God, we won't be fooled by what the world thinks is true. God, we won't be fooled by what the world thinks is love. But when we recognize truth, we recognize love, we recognize the way of living uh, at the standard of what you've lived it at, God. That you've given, you've given us the example of how to live a life worth living uh, by, through your son, Jesus Christ, God. That he was led by you, God. That he showed us how to be a better son, God. That he showed us how to be a better servant, God. That he showed, it, showed what it looked like to be obedient to his father, God. We are asking that you give us a heart transplant tonight, God. That you create in us a clean heart. That you renew in us a right spirit. That you restore unto us the joy of your salvation, God that we recognize that you are not out to, to take away our happiness, God. That you are not out to, to, to take away our fulfillment, God. But you, but you have done things, God, even before we were born, God. You have done things, Lord, so that we can be full. That, that, that we can have real abundant joy, God. That we can have real abundant life, God. That it can't be found in relationships, God. It can't be found in things. It can't be found in ideas away from you, God, but it can only be found in you. So we recognize that, God. God, I pray that we make decisions that, 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 that reflect a life that is built on the rock. That every choice that we make reflects a life that is built on the rock, God. If you are here today, and you want to receive Jesus Christ into your heart. You want to build your life on the rock. I just ask that you raise your hand. Right here and now, don't worry about who's watching. Don't worry about who you're paying attention to. I see your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
God, I thank you for those that raised their hands, God. God, I pray that they recognize that they aren't on the rock alone, that they have a great cloud of witnesses. They have brothers and sisters, God, that they can live with and grow with and be family with, God. That we don't just create real relevant relationship with you, God, but we create real relevant relationship with each other, Lord. God, I am praying that these hands that were raised tonight experience your love through their brothers and sisters. They get to know who you are better by the relationships that they create with people here at church, God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a praise real quick? Listen, we have groups right after this, 752. I encourage you guys, look, we might stay on this topic, this whole building topic for the next couple weeks. I don't know. Like I said, Lord willing. But I encourage you guys, go home, open up your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 7. Read that passage. Read the chapter. A lot of good stuff in there. All right? If all needs have been met, listen, if you're online and you weren't able to make it today, hit myself up, hit up Pastor Erica, we'll get you connected through online. Um, Anaya Simpson, happy belated birthday. I haven't talked to you. And that's it. Robert, I hope you're watching, bro. If all needs to be met, go with God. I'll talk all night. I love you guys. See you on Sunday. Yeah. So, steady on my humble low, even with the pressure, uh, ever will I crumble.